0: Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. And the honesty. What's up, man? My nipples. It's freezing out there. (laughs) Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not
1: 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will
0: bring. Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your hosts, Steve Spears and Brad in LA. And today we make this startling discovery. Not all our favorite chart-topping tunes in the 80s were original songs.
1: Stop screaming. Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Podcast Network. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher,
0: and the CLNS Media mobile app. And don't forget to listen to our podcast at the CLNS Media website. You can find it at clnsmedia.com. Wait, what? what's with the screaming still? That was a bit. It's over. Uh, anyway, as always, we plead. Uh, please, if you love our show, share the links on social media. And don't forget to like our page on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Steve joining
1: us today. She is far too original for anyone to ever attempt to cover her. It's Jen with one N.
2: Hey, sorry for all that screaming, guys. I was just startled, I guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's the spirit moves you.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's a little late as we record this, like, late for me. So I'm feeling a little punchy. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm mis- asking for your uh, forgiveness in advance. Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing blue.
0: So here's the idea of this week's show. We've done cover songs in the 80s before. Ideally revealing the songs from the 80s that were, as we may or may not have known, covers of originals done decades previously. But uh, this week, I was doing some research on the band Club Nouveau, and Uh (laughs) I discovered that uh, one of their songs is a cover song. We, we, We all know which one it is, and we'll talk about it more in a bit. But it was number one when it first was released by its original artist, and it was number one when it was covered in the 80s in the history of music and I I might have the number wrong but according to my research only nine songs have ever been number one on the charts by both the original recording artist and the band that covered them three of those songs came in the 80s yeah did you know look classical music people did Johann Sebastian Bach
1: (laughs) ever have that happen (laughs) I don't think so what about Mozart nuh-uh Beethoven back of the bus buddy
0: nine times punchy punchy show uh so this week we're going to talk about all three of those songs so let's get started uh here's the club nouveau song we all remember from the late 80s Lean on Me. Everyone remember that one? Huge. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Oh, heck yeah. You could not escape this track, and that was okay with me. (laughs) Right. So Club Nouveau covered this song, took it to number one for two weeks on the Billboard Hot 100 in 1987. It also reached number one on the dance charts, number two in the uh, black singles charts. Kept out by only one other song, kept it from being on the black singles charts. Can anyone guess what that song was? Without looking in 1987. <laughs> no, no, I can't. Jody Watley's Looking for a New Love.
2: Oh, okay. Which is appropriate. I think that song should keep other songs out is, of the top spot. I is love that. legitimately better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. about Better than most songs, I would argue. Well, many of us know
0: that uh, Lean on Me was recorded previously. It was written and recorded by Bill Withers, released April 1972. It was his first and only number one single on both the soul singles and the Billboard Hot 100. Billboard ranked the number seven song of 72. It rings today as the 208th song on Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. And here's how it sounded. Sometimes in our lives, we are all-
2: Is it weird that it's it ranked i think it ranked so high like it, it ranked higher than i would have guessed it's a good song but is it that good of a song
1: uh, i don't yeah. know yeah i don't know i mean the, the, you have 500 songs there's gonna be a
0: lot of yeah. there's gonna be a lot of filler <laughs> in that meatloaf
2: yeah maybe like meatloaf <laughs> yeah, medley by yeah. stars
0: on 45 is in there somewhere i'm sure Oh, oh,
1: you got to be kidding me! Stop bringing that up, or I'm going back to the chipmunks. <laughs> days we're going to talk
0: about the chipmunks every show. You understand all that stupid stars on forty five stuff? That was huge in my house. I mean, we, that crap played before dinner every night. My family was forced to listen to oboe solos, but I don't bring that up every show for God's sake. Wow, I was worried about Jen.
2: So Bill Withers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I, don't I don't know what what's happening. So anyway, uh, Club Nouveau's version would uh, win a Grammy Award in 1987, not for themselves though, but for Bill Weathers because he was the writer of the song. Oh, interesting. That's kind of cool.
2: Yeah, Yeah, that surprises me. I didn't realize that there was like that separation.
0: That the award was for the writer. Yeah. Jen, you're probably of the age where this song was probably more of an impact in your daily life than it was for me and Brad. I mean, we, we weren't jamming to it after football games in college or anything.
2: Oh, we were jamming. We were jamming. Yeah. Um, no, it was, a, it was, it was a big, it, this song actually plays kind of a high profile in my, my junior high years. Um, oh, I was in eighth grade and I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm fairly cer- certain. I know it's all bad. Sorry, can you As, speak
1: I'm, up? I can barely hear you. <laughs> Let me turn up my I'm, hearing aids.
2: <laughs> I'm fairly certain. I, I talked a little bit about this song before, but it was our eighth grade graduation song. And we—it was actually the backup song. It wasn't the first choice of the class. We all, you know, got to do our little written secret ballot voting. But the original song, which I did not vote for, that one was "The Greatest Love of All" by Whitney Houston. And I'm—and I'm almost positive I I mentioned this before. But I went to a Lutheran school, a private school in Hawaii, and the the principal put the kibosh on "The Greatest Love of All" because. The lyrics of say. the greatest love of all are that you um, that the love of yourself, right? Which kind of makes sense and is a nice, inspiring message for young people. But the greatest love of all, I guess, is Jesus. So, I guess
1: the Lutherans aren't going to be officially down with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the
2: principal wasn't. I I don't know, but but anyway, I'm not sure who he consulted with. I'm pretty sure it was his own arbitrary taste. But I wasn't well, offended well, yeah. because I was like, I don't really like that song that much anyway. Sorry, Whitney fans. But um, but so we so we decided. Okay, well, what's a song that we all like? And we were sort of you know brainstorming and stuff. And someone came up with, oh, what about that We Be Jam? And so you know, so. We said, all right, that sounds good. And, there, and then we were thinking, so who sings it? Club Nouveau? Because we had to get the sheet music. We had to buy the sheet music <laughs> so that we could sing it during our eighth grade graduation. Um, but hey. we were like, you know, I but my teacher said, I don't think they sang that song. I think it was a cover. I wonder who sang the cover. So do you guys know how we found out who, who was the writer of this song? In the song?
0: age before the internet? Um, I, exactly. I don't know. How did you, did you go to the library?
2: So, Miss Jen with one N went downstairs, because we were on the second floor, downstairs to the office, asked to borrow their phone, called the radio station, <laughs> and said, who wrote Lean On Me? And and that's how we found out. And I wrote it down on a paper, and the secretary oh was my so goodness. excited. And I ran back up the stairs, and that's how we found out. That's, I, and that's and I remember to it the to music. Exactly. That, that's right. really good, Mike. My- right.
1: My mom worked in a music store for a long time, We're doing the sheet music section of it for piano. And she would get calls almost every day. Hey, do you have that one song by that person that sings it? That she wears a green shirt. <laughs> like every day, people would call with that kind of stuff, and she's like,
2: that's, "It sounds kind of like anything this." Anything
1: to go on? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's, no, that's,
2: that's interesting.
1: So anyway, that's so yeah, we cool. wound
2: it. We wound up doing that. We wound up doing "Lean On Me."
1: Wow! So the whole class sang it.
2: The whole class sang it. Yeah. Wow.
1: Ah. Yeah. Like, I like that. That seems like the kind of song. When you said that, I just assumed that the the administration said, "Oh, the class is voting on the song," but secretly they'd already picked that. You know, like who, who's going to audit the votes?
0: Huh. But
2: yeah, apparently no, that's it, not it was it up went to, down. It was up to us, and it was. I mean, as far as friendship and stuff goes, it was a nice, a really nice song, and the lyrics are very much about you know mm-hmm. standing up for one another. So we were down with that.
0: A couple years after the song came out, the movie came out called Lean on Me. And I tried to find out, like, was this movie – one Pet peeve number 360 of, of Steve Spears is movies that name themselves after popular songs. So this one is obviously – I think is one of them. There's nothing in any of the notes I could find for the movie that says, you know, oh, this, this movie about the, this principal in New Jersey is uh, based on – this book called my leadership skills, but they called it lean on me because the song was so popular, but I, I find it hard to believe that that's not the case. Uh, so, but surprisingly for, from what I can find out, and I, again, I'm, again, I'm hedging my bets here. Cause there's always somebody who's going to email in and tell me I'm wrong. And usually that person is Dave August, but I don't think he's going to have the answer to this one. Yeah, I blocked not email. lean on me by <laughs> club. Nouveau's version of lean on me is not on the soundtrack to the movie. Lean on me. Instead, you get a cast sing-along, and you get another cover of the song by Thelma Houston. Hmm. Hmm. Although I do think the song appears in the movie during a montage scene, but in our vast hurry to rush this show to production, I I did not have time to completely rewatch a movie that I didn't enjoy all that much the first time. So there we go.
2: Steve, do you want me to call the radio station and ask if it's on the soundtrack? Yes.
0: (laughs) I I can't find any soundtrack that that says it. It has two versions, but that ain't one of them. So... I'm going to stick with it. That's uh, the way it goes. Stuck in the 80s is happy to announce we have another new sponsor. It's called Game Time. It's the top destination for last-minute tickets to sporting events, concerts, and shows. And I know, based on what I see on Facebook every weekend, that uh, Stuck in the 80s fans love going to concerts. In fact, I think that's all you pretty much spend your money on. I sit there and, like, you know, Alone here in my uh, fortress of solitude and, and look through all your concert pics. And we marvel, and we kind of- marvel at the people that are <laughs> actually touring. And we gasp and wonder about how much money you're spending every month on tickets. But here's the thing about Game Time uh, Unlike Ticketmaster and StubHub, Game Time only curates the best value tickets and makes the experience very fast and easy. It's all done on, on a phone app. And you actually see the view from your seat in high res. Plus, there's the Game Time Guarantee. Game Time Guarantees that you'll get your ticket in time and they'll be valid for entry. If not, Brad Williams will drive to your house and show you his new seat cushions from his uh, Triumph Spitfire. I will indeed do that or Game Time will send you something else. Chances are you'll probably just get some replacement tickets or a refund. Uh, So just download the app for your iPhone or Android phone. I'm telling you right now, I am going to use this to get tickets to the Toto Show this fall in Orlando, just as soon as we finish tonight's Torturous podcast. Uh, And we have a deal for you, of course. For $15 off your first purchase, visit usegametime.com slash 80s and use the promo code 80s. Now, here's the part where they want me to spell out the URL. I do not like spelling out URLs. Would you
1: like me to spell it for you, Steve? Yes, please. I don't like doing this. Well, maybe Jen should do it. Jen, you're a speller. I
2: won the spelling bee. I could do it. In eighth grade, as a matter of fact. Here we go. Ready? Yes. Use game time. U-S-E-G-A-M-E-T-I-M-E. Use game time. Only (laughs) Offer only valid for first-time customers. There you go, Steve. You didn't have to do it. Yay.
1: Oh, good. (laughs) It's nice to see how you leaned on Jen a little there.
0: Oh, groan. <laughs> Can we just have the screaming sound effect again? We be oh,
2: jamming. So. We be jamming. Hey. <laughs>
0: hey, here's, so here's the second song from the 80s that was number one the time that it was released and the time that it was re recorded. This little number you might remember from Bananarama. Whenever I hear this song, I just see female Razor commercials in my head. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's working. <laughs> Advertising yeah, yeah.
0: works. It does. I can't say what, what brand is it, though. That's the thing. If you don't remember what brand it is.
2: It's just Gillette. Just look for the Venus. It's Gillette. Is it? Gentlemen. Is it called it's Venus? Gillette. It's it, Yeah, it's called Venus. Yeah. See where they might have used the song?
0: yeah i guess i don't know Need more ladies leaving razors
2: around i knew that so these are really good razors you guys (laughs) they really are (laughs) they i mean i i was i was a little upset when i first heard it in i don't know it was like the early aughts or so when they started using the song but um yeah I was I was like kind of bummed that they were using a Bananarama song and then I actually bought the razor because the song haunted my dreams and it's a great razor and they're not even a <laughs> they're not even a sponsor and I'm going to go out on a limb and out on a limb do you see what I ha- what happen there <laughs> um, oh, maybe, yeah it's it's a great razor um I don't know how I feel about this song I'm I'm kind of on the fence do you guys like this song I, not like this song
1: I'm on the record as as Bananarama fan number 1 on the podcast right I can't yes. explain it. Right. I won't try and explain it, but I do I do love me some Bananarama. I think this is my least favorite of their hits. I will still listen to it if it comes on, but uh uh-huh. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's okay. Well, did anyone actually know that it was a cover? Yeah.
2: I knew it was I did too because my dad told me it was when I one of those things where I was like loving the song at the when it first came out and then my dad had to like <laughs> rain on my parade and be like that's a cover. You know how parents are.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it's like Um, the
1: time when my mom started singing along to istanbul not constantinople when i was listening to my (laughs) they might be giants and my head literally exploded they had to rush me to the hospital i'm like how do you know the words to this song
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay well here's the 1970 version by the danish rock band shocking blue similar, I'd say. Uh, it was written in 1969 by a, a Dutch musician, Robbie van Llewellyn? Llewellyn? <laughs> oh, wait, where is do it? We, we van Van Leeuwen. Okay, so you know that. Okay. And here's the real shocking part. In 1981, it was sampled as part of the Stars on 45 medley. Oh, stop it! Oh, Brad's,
2: Bradley's here's, head is going to explode.
0: I'm going to come over there. Uh, Rumor has it it that Banana Ram was actually performing this song for years before they actually recorded it. The groups for three members had to fight off the producers who thought it would never be a hit for them. They were, of course, shockingly wrong, and it would become a number one hit for our favorite female British popsters in 1986. Anyone have a fun story about uh, Venus other than the razor thing?
2: Well, I I have a question. Do you guys remember the video to this song?
0: It's basically them standing on like
1: a craggy backdrop with like, gowns and stuff on, dancing and singing? Yeah.
2: I mean, it looks like it costs $10 to make. $10 in present day time. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's
1: a, <laughs> it is, it is a beautiful example of an early MTV video, but it's not that early. It's just kind of lazy. It's not
2: that early. And I think they had made previous videos that were just cooler somehow, but I don't know. I, I always thought the video was kind of janky and, and dumb. However, that did not stop me and my friends from copying the choreography at Slumber parties, <laughs> like Doing, you know, playing Venus and then doing a little dance to it. It, it, Banana Rama is good for slumber parties. I won't lie. You have a childhood
0: that's straight off of a Amazon prime series.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Should I, what do I do? Is it option? What is, how does that go? Do I need to write something? I just want money. How does that happen? It's
0: 10 strong episodes with with a pretty good story (laughs) arc, but I just don't know where it goes in season two just yet. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I like your ten. Ten episodes is just perfect because you know. How Let's sell season say, one, and then we'll
0: worry about yeah. season two. I know. You leave yeah, some all opens. right. Yeah,
2: you're so keep practical. it tight.
1: 10 <laughs> eps. Keep it tight. All right.
2: Let's, Let's just say it. that I'm that th- thinking. I'm thinking half hour like glow too. I don't yeah, want an yeah, hour. hour. Yeah. yeah, half
0: hour. It's a half hour. We, this isn't a drama. I mean, come on.
2: Right, and maybe, right. Okay. And maybe
0: uh, we start season. Maybe we start season two, episode one, with just the episode title She Ugh. Whoa! I lost. Whoa! Lost everyone there. I'm, I'm in.
2: I'm in. So no, while we're no, talking I'm about in. TV,
1: I'm, I'm I'm jumping I'm jumping this show off the tracks for just a second. So two shows ago, we talked about Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, and I started watching it. I watched the first couple shows this weekend, and at first, I was kind of like, mm-hmm, but then I realized I was being a little unfair to the show, viewing it through the the Netflix Amazon original series lens. And I needed to realize this was a network television program and kind mm-hmm. of just lower the bar a little bit for it. And I will be going back and finishing up the run. But I, I like the first two episodes. The The non-alcoholic beer thing was hilarious.
2: <laughs> I think yeah, I- keep going because the, the, the characters really do start to interact with each other more and it just everybody kind of grows in depth. I, I keep keep trying.
1: Oh, no. I Those guys that are the little brother's friends, I know those guys. I know yeah. what they're going to say before this. It. Yeah.
0: It's it's a shame that nobody from that show went on to do anything big. Oh, well. Okay, so, raw, so raw. Anyway, the third number one song from the 80s that was a hit in a previous decade by the original uh, composer, This Little Gem from Kim Wilde. Who remembers this song? Again, very late 80s sort of
2: thing.
0: Uh, Oh, yeah, I don't like it.
2: No, of these three songs that we've just named, this is absolutely on the bottom of my list.
0: So for those who don't know, You Keep Me Hanging On is actually a 1966 song uh, made popular by The Supremes. And the rock band Vanilla Fudge would cover it a year later and it would become another top 10 hit. But it was Kim Wilde's version in 1986 that hit the top of the charts in June of 87. And like the first song, Lean On Me, the Supreme's original version is ranked number 339th on the Rolling Stone list of 500 greatest songs of all time. So there you
2: go. You know what I just figured out as far as like this song specifically? I just realized. Don't try to do it better than the Supremes. <laughs> I think maybe the combination yeah. of Kim Kim Wilde being so cool so early and then not like in my, this is just my opinion, guys. But in my opinion, not flourishing. Like I really expected her to be like a a Belinda Carlisle or a you know just a, a Pat Benatar. I mean, maybe that's that's a little ambitious. But you know what I'm saying. No, I really no. expected her to be. Little Martha Davisy or
0: something, yeah. Well yeah, she, she has so much potential, and and I hate to see someone lean. I I don't mean to, to. Some some of the greatest, most iconic tunes of the '80s are cover songs, and then some of the most uh, unfortunate chart toppers are also cover songs. And I think this is maybe one of them where it's just like, okay, you. It's 1987. We've all pretty much given up liking music at this point in the '80s. <laughs> well you and i have steve I, which is why it's good well, to have jen on with right. perspective. to me the pop i mean to me <laughs> i've said this many 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 times that to me music kind of probably peaked like pop music peaked for me earlier in the 80s by the by 1987 i was listening to um much more alternative stuff like i didn't want anything to do with what was on the pop charts and i've never really returned sure. to the pop charts I don't know why. I, I, yeah, no, that's fair. It. That's fair.
2: I mean, there there were some gems. There were. Some, I mean, we talked about Jody Watley earlier, and she had some yeah. really great. <laughs> Perhaps
0: the pop charts abandoned you, Steve. That's fine. It was amicable then. That's all that matters.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but we do have to. I mean, I, I, I think it was the last last episode where we were talking about uh, Millie Vanilli having four songs in 1989 on the chart. Yeah. So you, you have a valid point, Steve. Support
0: for Stuckin' Easy this week comes from HelloFresh, our favorite meal kit delivery service because they shop, plan, deliver step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients to our doors each week. If they could just get me a date on a Saturday night, they'd be the greatest sponsor of all time. Hey,
1: Spearsy, come on. They're not in the miracle business. But since you're a lonely guy spinster, I get the next line. Family dinners are a breeze now because HelloFresh has kid-tested and approved family plan recipes, too.
0: And I'm pretty sure Lonely Guy and Spinster mean exactly the same thing. Anyway, driving back to my hermit man cave each night, I at least rest easy knowing that I have a fresh meal waiting for me that will take only between 20 and 30 minutes to prepare. Tonight, I feasted upon chicken, pineapple, quesadillas, and I have plenty left over to bring for lunch tomorrow. Yeah, I'm really loving
1: the global eats options because they're teaching me how to make some outrageously awesome international dishes. Tomorrow night, I'm going south of the border and making the... Wait for it, Spearsy. Slow-cooked barbecue
0: iguana. Pretty sure that's not a real thing, Brad. But uh, here's the cool thing about HelloFresh. You choose the meals from an amazing list of options. You never really miss out. Every week, the makings for your meal arrive at my front door in a recyclable box. Every week, the makings for your meal? Every week, the makings of my meal. Every week, the, Every week, the makings <laughs> for my meals arrive at my front door and in a recyclable box, and the food inside is fresh and cold thanks to ice packs and some amazing insulated park, parkaging? parkaging, Packaging, packaging. <laughs> I didn't drink before this show. There's no reason for this tomfoolery.
1: <laughs> uh, are we? Are we keeping that? Okay. And you adjust your account online using the easiest website you can imagine. Just choose your own delivery date. And if you need to take a week or two off, no
0: big deal. You just click the button that says skip week, and you're all set. Actually, I, I did mean to skip my week this week, and uh, I forgot. And because it's Labor Day week, they, it, it actually arrived here about 20 minutes before we started recording the show. So instead of prepping and uh, practicing, pronunciating uh, packaging, I was uh, taking the bags of food out of the box and putting them in my fridge. Mm. But uh, that's not important right now. What's important is that you're a listener stuck in the 80s, and so you get a brand new. Brand new. This is this is different than before, hence the name brand new. Special deal. Ah. Uh. For a total of $60 off, that's $20 off your first three boxes. Visit HelloFresh.com slash Radical60 to get started and then use the promo code Radical60. Repetition. uh, When ordering, that's HelloFresh.com slash Radical60 to get started and then use the promo code Radical60 when ordering. I have now fulfilled my destiny to say that URL three times. Excellent. You'll be doing yourself and your family a
1: big favor and you'll be doing a solid for the podcast too. You know what else is solid this week? That's <laughs> well, that's how is. What's
0: happening? Hot stuff! Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery movie moment. Uh, we'll play a segment from a movie from the '80s, and if you can get it right, you're entered into the contest for a uh, free bottle opener. And that might be the first full paragraph of text i read today that I didn't bumble. As far as you know. Anyway, yes. uh, pay attention. Here was the clip from the last time we did this segment.
2: Can you imagine us doing this horizontally, huh?
0: Yes, that's casual sex with the question mark. I actually have the poster on my wall. I'm looking at it right now. Nice. You got that from the general, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the general Douglas Arthur gave it to me. That one and some... Actually, you know how you t- can win this contest? Just try to remember all the posters that Douglas Arthur gave me. Because I think I've used them in consecutive shows now. Because I think before that, we did Something Wild. That w- That's the poster right next to Casual Sex. Oh. oh, yeah. So, based on this, you're next. Well, I'm not going to tell you.
2: Phantom of the Opera.
0: <laughs> those are downstairs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and nobody gave me those. But uh, here we go. Uh, Brad, read some of the winners. Some of the winners. Winners this week. Say.
1: So here's what i did this week i know steve will usually divide them up and if you got both he only re- puts your name in one this week to punish myself i put all of the names in both of them and so wow, make, give did. steve a little bit of a break while i read the winners for the next one but <laughs> yeah. for casual casual sex mark of interrogation here are our winners billy and paducah amy <laughs> in san francisco jeremy in st p florida kevin adjustable wench Brock in North Dakota and Jeff Rocks, the lawyer and father of four, slash Phillies fan, slash BC Boy aficionado for Southwest Indiana, who wrote in to point out that we do, in fact, have at least one
0: listener who is a lawyer. I can't believe people remember these things that I say.
1: Well, Lawyers I are like that, understand. man. <laughs> Lawyers are like that.
0: Okay, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery movie poster quote.
1: A good review would bring in
2: tons of people off season. I wouldn't let that moron in the door. Why not?
0: If you know it, email us at, I don't remember what it is. Oh, podcast at SIT80s.com and tune in next week to find out if you're a winner. Yes, the traditional, not mystical refrain that is named that 80s tune. We will play a snippet of a song, Gugaga, from the 80s. I don't know why I do the ga. I think I just get loopy this time of the show. Like I, like I see the home stretch. That's it. And you, and you love Pop and I. <laughs> I don't. That was one of the worst movies. Oh, my God. That could be the the mystery clip. In which case, I just gave it away. I I gave it away. (laughs) But what kind of idiot would actually use it now that I gave it away? But now that I've hinted that I would still use it, what are the chances Uh, that I would still use it? You be the judge.
1: I don't know. It seems a little like double-blind, (laughs) crisscross
0: meta, even for me. There we go. Uh, Pay attention. Uh, Here was the clip from last time. That's Alone by Heart. seen heart in concert I have I have not
2: you have recently
0: um they opened no uh, well defined recently it was 10 years ago they're not really they're not really touring they're not are the sisters still fighting I think they're talking to each other now they're not gonna stay broken up forever but I saw them open for journey back in 2008 I think okay and they were so good and so it just it blew me away they blew everyone away that I remember um, when the show was, they, they opened for Journey. So they were on, they go off. I go over to the t-shirt stand to buy um, obligatory concert t-shirt. And there, there was this girl that had in front of me, she's like, that was the greatest show I've ever seen. I'm like, yeah, they were great. Do you think they'll let them come back on after Journey plays and do another set?
2: I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I do not think that will happen. First concert. <laughs> had to. Be. oh
1: my gosh that i you gotta love that you just have to love the optimism that some people carry around with them like this could happen no. i'm gonna wait and see yeah
0: brad has got some names to read
1: that's the nicest thing i can say about that person yeah you guys ready go make yourself a very large drink winners this week include every listener with access to a keyboard <laughs> you didn't fool anybody with this one this is listener participation week so- Winners this week include... Go ahead. Some, yes? Some,
0: I, I, we got some wrong answers. A couple.
1: We did get some wrong answers. I'm not going to call you out. You know who you are. You go go to your room and think about what you've done. Winners are Joseph Pardue, Amy in San Francisco, Tim and Toad Suck, Michael in Asheville, Jeremy in St. Pete, Florida, Kevin Pipe Wench, Alan Titus, Shazam Del St. Luis, Michael Mock Rock Hayes, Mike Stewart from Virginia, Heather Brown from Tennessee, Christian in Duluth, Charles Kraus, Dave. I do not want a cracker. Thank you very much, Parrot. <laughs> Kurt from Friendswood, Chip in Maryland, Tom from It's Not My River, New Jersey, Buckeye Girl, Brock in North Dakota, Alex Sticks Cardoso Solis from Tijuana, Mexico, Fetch in Evansville, Eric the Sixteen Bit Berube. Lou, sweet Lou, Grilly, Jeremy in Stashville, Tom Corn in Austria, Eric in Cincinnati, James in Indy, Eric in Seattle, Bernie the Dutch oven Lindemann from Sydney, Australia, who we all thought was trapped under something heavy and couldn't get to his keyboard because we hadn't heard from him in a while. Andrea Crava, Mike Z in Pasadena, Maryland, Brian in Frisco. I kid, I kid, Brian. I know it's San Francisco. No one says Frisco unless they want to get beaten. Cal in Atlanta, (laughs) Jeff Rocks in Indiana, Donnie Metal, Lynn with many ends in Nebraska, and last but not least, Anastasia in Colorado.
0: Okay, Brad. With your remaining strength, sp- oh, wait, wait, you know, you take a break. Jen, you spend the wheel okay. this week.
2: Okay, that was a great job. That was a great job. Take some oxygen <laughs> into your lungs.
1: <laughs> I'm going to sip some refreshing beverage.
2: Yeah. All right, ready? Here we go. <clears throat> I feel like Solid. A I feel like a dog in a cartoon when I do that. <laughs> do I sound like one? I feel like one. It's literally my. No,
1: oh, no. You sound like a very strong person
0: spinning a very heavy wheel. That, that, that normal cool.
2: I mean, yeah. That moment.
0: No matter who does it, whether it's Brad or whether it's Jen, that is always my favorite moment of the week. For some reason.
2: <laughs> of the week. <laughs> yeah.
0: Of the week. <laughs> What's gonna land on? Jeremy in stashville, if that is your real location, oh he sent me something about that
1: did he? Is it real yeah hes he sent me something about it's it's Asheville, I think, and he was saying that everyone there is required to have facial hair. That doesn't and be surprise a, me a dirty hipster
0: um I, 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 I got hipsters. some grief over the last week from someone who is actually a mailman who said, please stop saying send your snail mail. thank you, yes. So, Jeremy. I don't think a snail can get a package from my
1: house to my son's college in two days, okay?
0: There was never any confusion about what I was talking about, though, was there? It's disparaging. It's disparaging, bro. Jeremy, send us your postal address. (laughs) And Mr. Zip will get that thing to you quick. Yes. Very quick. In the meantime, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. (music) If you know it, email us in at... Podcast at SITS.com and tune in next week to find out if your winner. Please, please tell me now. Please, please tell me now. Hey, here's something we haven't done in a while. PPTMN. This is Please, Please Tell Me Now, where somebody writes in with a question for us and we shall answer it this week. Jen's going to read the letter. It's from Christian in Duluth.
2: Christian writes, the mystery song is Alone from Heart. Great when it came out, but so overplayed that I almost can't stand to listen to it. That's happened with a few songs over the years. I'm looking at you, cheap trick, for The Flame, which strikes me as an interesting question. Here it is, PPTMN friends. What songs drive you batshit crazy when they play? And then Christian says, a final nod to being overplayed. The clashes rock the Casbah. Ugh. I'd rather be rocked into a coma yeah. than listen to that song again. I don't. I don't agree. I mean, there's Definitely. a lot of other terrible songs, but I, I feel you. That that song is very, very, very overplayed, for sure.
1: No, it's not. No, it's not.
2: No, you disagree. No, it's not.
1: Rock
0: the Casbah That's... is always awesome.
2: Yeah. All right. You've you've talked me into it. <laughs> it's like okay. It's,
0: well, it's Brad. Like, what is the one like song? It's like Toto's Africa. Ugh. No, I am. I am so over Toto's
1: you Africa. You hate fun it's things, though, funny.
0: Steve. So I'm not surprised. If you're over it, that means it's good. <laughs> Harsh but true um brad what is the song that drives you batshit crazy well gosh there's a lot of things this episode it seems you know i had trouble (laughs) nailing
1: it down to a song i was trying to think of a song that i liked and then i got sick of there are plenty of songs that i'm sick of but i had a hard time coming up with one that i that originally i would listen to and then i just got to where i would change the station on it there are certainly artists that i've always been like nope get it out of here but the one that i came up with that i just don't need to hear ever again is Celebration by Cool and the Gang.
2: Oh, yeah. I, uh, I feel you, Brad. But you know what I have to say? After the first ever 80s cruise, I was saying the exact same thing before I saw Cool and the Gang on the cruise. And then I did. And then they sang that song. And I was like, all right, fine. I like that song again.
1: I and, and you're like, back in. Hey. Well, yeah. It's like that's it's like that with Love Shack. Like, If Love Shack comes on the radio, I turn it off. But if I'm seeing the Beef 2s perform, which I have seen several times, and they do it, it's like,
2: <laughs> this is amazing yeah i think so too i'm gonna have that's, to uh, that's go a good pick love shack, love shack. Ooh, thanks <laughs> i
1: hadn't thought about that did i just did i just get two did i just get two and one i just jammed you did. The i was segment. gonna say
2: stars on 45 as oh, a joke wow. but i'm gonna say love shack in all seriousness
1: <laughs> don't make me come over there
0: <laughs> 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 okay uh here's my pick we'll wrap it up uh anything pretty much from belinda carlisle's solo career but especially uh I probably owned that, her album when it first came out, but I just can't take it anymore. I just from the opening notes, I'm like, boom! Like at my finger, just we are changing yeah. the channel, we are skipping something. The TV's going off. I don't care what.
2: All right, I, so I'm going to agree and disagree with you. I'm going to agree with you on that song in particular, which always, always, always is playing when I go to the grocery store. It doesn't matter what day. It doesn't matter how long I'm there. It doesn't matter what store. It is always, always, always playing over the loudspeaker. Um, Where I disagree, though, is Mad About You is a really great song.
0: No, that's okay.
2: That's why I didn't name that one. Yeah. Anyway, but but the heaven on earth, absolutely agree
0: hey that's all we got for this week if you have a song that drives you batshit crazy let us know we'll try to put it into a future show we'll try to mention it 12 times in our next podcast in the meantime we're going to go out with stars on 45 no i'm, I'm kidding we'll play one of the or songs from the 80s that uh, topped top the charts in the 80s and top the charts in decades before until we meet again uh jen myself and brad remain here hopelessly stuck in the 80s Lead on me.
1: Stuck in the '80s is a member of the CLNS Media Network. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or the CLNS Media mobile app.
0: Me, brother, you need
1: we all need Steve, you've done yourself a big favor there. Okay, that's stupid. You'll be doing yourself—you'll be doing yourself and your favor a big. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs>